Hello and welcome to the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. My name is Shmuel Tenenhaus, and this is my podcast. Now, a couple of things, and then we will get to an interview. The first thing is, I will say the favorite or the thing that I'm most looking forward to for Pesach is the fact that every house will have some sort of chocolate stash that you put outside, basically outside, somewhere in the kitchen, not outside, outside, but in the kitchen, so people have what to eat during Pesach. However, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is the hidden stash of chocolate that parents will keep in their own room in addition to the public stash that's available to everybody in the house. And it's very logical because everybody's just going to eat through the chocolate right away. So as parents, you just want to make sure that you have your own chocolate too that the kids can't get into. And if you're a kid listening to this, don't ask your parents about this. I shouldn't have ever have said anything, but I'm just letting you know one of the facts of life that maybe they're only going to talk to you after you get married. Now, one of my favorite things about being married is the ability to care for a spouse and have a spouse care for me. And there could arise a situation that I'm going to walk you through right now based on my years of experience of being married. So this is when a spouse will come to you and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm not feeling 100% today and I'm going to really need for you to step up that game of yours, which isn't so hot to begin with, but I'm going to need you to step it up, whatever it is that you're bringing to the table. I just need you to be a little kinder to me, a little more attentive. Now, that is a very reasonable request and should always be respected. The thing is, what happens if a spouse tells something of that nature to the other spouse, but the person who's on the receiving end of that little message is also not feeling well? So now the question is, does the fact that the second spouse also not feel well cancel out that request for additional kindness? Because at the end of the day, if somebody's not feeling well and you're asking them to be nicer to you because you don't feel well, well, you don't feel well either. So theoretically speaking, you could have asked that person to also be nice to you. So if you're both going to be extra nice to each other, I don't know if everybody just has to go through the extra mile because both are not feeling well. Maybe just call a truce and everybody should just carry on like the way that they're feeling. Now, obviously you can tell I've had this conversation before, potentially with a spouse of mine. And I want to call out some things. So this is not so simple that, hey, if one spouse is not feeling well and then the other spouse is not feeling well, you know, there goes the obligation to be kinder because 
some cases are clear that it leans in favor for the other person. So for example, if both of them have fever, the one with a higher temperature needs to get the extra kindness because it's just simple. Somebody has a 101, somebody has a 100. That one with a 100 has got to yield kindness to the one that's got a 101 fever. If somebody has COVID-19 and then somebody has COVID-15, obviously the person who has COVID-19, you have to be kinder to because you never even heard of COVID-15. There is no such thing as COVID-15. So it's just a fake illness. So the fever situation, we know. If somebody has broken bones and the other spouse has a broken bone, well, how bad are the fracture is? You pull out the x-rays. You kind of have to make a determination in real time, again, who gets the sympathy in this situation because really it's all about getting that sympathy. One uh, school of thought is, and I don't necessarily agree with it, I just want to share it because this is an open, safe space where we can have this dialogue, is really, is there a din kedima, which basically means ultimately do we go after the first person to mention it? Like, whoever says I'm not feeling well to the other one first qualifies for uh, this little compassion stimulus that's going to happen right now. And possibly I would agree with that, which would also explain why some people I know will actually set their alarm clock to 4 o'clock in the morning, wake their spouse up, say, I just want to let you know it's 4 a.m. right now, but from right now on through the rest of the day, I am not feeling well. Because again, that way you could preempt and say, listen, I, I understand you're not feeling well, but at the end of the day, I told you first that I'm not feeling well. And so whatever you have is contagious from me and it's not as severe. And according to one opinion of thought on the Shmuel Tenenos podcast, whoever says it first deserves the extra love and care. Let's talk about a little bit of some of the panic that's going on in the Jewish community right now. And uh, it is traumatic and there's no reason to shy from this topic at all. We lean hard into these uh, into these matters. So, yes, there's the cleaning for Pesach, and there's the cost that's associated with it, and the the fact that we have to do seder's, all that all that all that stuff, and there's potentially more contact with family during Pesach is another uh, another challenge. But what is I think at the root of all this angst in from households is that the weeks leading up to Pesach, particularly from after Purim, there's that Shalach Monis box that has to be finished because there's no going back from that. You're not going to sell it to, to a guy potentially because he's not going to want to give the candies back. And then you're going to be really stuck because you won't have a home or candies. But you don't want to get stale. You basically, Pesach is the cutoff for that Shalach Monis box. So the first week or two after Purim, you're hitting all the, the top, top-tier top stuff within that box. So the chocolates are going down. Like, you know, again, for me, the, the, the bizarreness, the pastries are going down. But then as, as the days go on and Pesach is coming closer and closer, there are the, the Laffy Taffies and the Chalva and, and the bags of Bamba that people never should have sent to you for Shalachmanis in, in the first place. But at the same time, you, you cannot let just Shalachmanis go levatala, 
Shalach Manaslavatala is a terrible sin, the amount of fast that somebody has to, to do for it. So uh, as you walk by your Shalach Manas box this Shabbos, know that I'm there with you. I'm also pulling stuff out and eating it because according to one opinion, the best way to get rid of your chametz is by consumption, by eating it. And so kudos to those who are, who are making that effort. The other day, I was in the parking lot of a bank, and I noticed that anybody going through the ATM, it's a little of a stretch. Uh, that technology must be updated. What I mean is I see people leaning out of their car. They're practically falling onto the pavement, and they definitely have no circulation left in their arm because as they're trying to withdraw $20 from the bank, their hand is just over the window and is hanging out and looks limp at that point, like almost like a stroke victim. So if you go to the ATM, you don't have to lose your ARM. We just have to find better technology to be able to extract the money from the bank without going into the bank from a vehicle. Now, uh, as you know, uh, the economy is a little... Uh, week going through a shtickle uh, recession. Inflation is causing food prices to be so high that I am aware of numerous families who this year, for B'dikas Chometz, they are actually only hiding eight pieces of bread. Uh, I guess the cost uh, has gone up, and so they are trying to make do with slightly less. Now, I was able to procure a, an advertiser, which we haven't had for a while, and a special discount for my listeners. So here's the ad read. Do you walk to Shul on Yom Tif? Do you get hot and sweaty? During Yom Tif, do you start walking very funny after a couple of days and people think there's something wrong with you or your legs? Don't let Passover turn into rash over. Introducing Gold Bond Three Day Umtif. Now Gold Bond has original strength, extra strength, and maximum strength. But this year they've come out with a new addition, and that is called Three Day Umtif Strength. It'll help you fly to Shoal. Also, the powder glows in the dark, which means it's an additional convenience in case. Some idiot in your house accidentally turns off the light in the toilet on the first day of Yomtif. This gold bond powder will glow in the dark. You'll be able to see what's going on. Anyways, visit goldbond.com forward slash three day Yomtif and end in, uh, enter the coupon code the Shmuel Tenant House Podcast. It's all one word, no spaces. Uh, and it's not cap sensitive, actually. People ask me all the time, are these coupons cap sensitive? They're not. It's whatever caps you want it. Uh, um, you know, big caps, low caps, caps lock, caps unlocked. The Shmuel 10 House Podcast it will give you 15% off your gold bond three-day umptive. Okay, I wanted to share a work story because it happened to me during a very uh, prosperous job that I had and... I think it can make you feel better about your life or just about your day. 
that you're going through right now. So I was working for a company, and at some point in time, I wanted to get a raise. I, I don't recall why I wanted to get the raise, but I could just assume it's because I wanted to get paid more money. And so what I did was I sat down with my boss, who was the CEO of the company, and I said, hey, listen, I, Shmuel Tenenhaus, this is prior to my podcast, would like to get a raise because I'm doing good work and I feel that I should get more money. And this person agreed with me and he said, listen, here's what we're going to do. For your raise, because I agree that you should get a raise, I'm going to give you two round-trip tickets from the location that you're working in to a different location because the company has lots of mileage. And so that's going to be a raise. To which I promptly responded, hey, that, that's not a raise. That's just giving me uh, you know, some mileage for plane tickets. So he said, well, those tickets have a value of $2,200. So I said, well, if that's the case, how about you keep the mileage and give me the $2,200? And he looked at me and he said, well, how about you go F yourself? And so I don't even know what happened with the tickets. I always think back to the story because I think it was a very humorous exchange. You had to have been there to really appreciate it. Now, uh, let's talk a little about Trump. I don't understand why he's got to turn everything into a branding opportunity. Uh, he is now, with his indictment, now offering Trump cuffs, which are like supposedly like you can't break out of them. And then he says now he's got the most luxurious uh, Trump bed sheets, which are very soft, but you can actually uh, tie them to a window and climb out and be free. I, I, I don't get this person why he has to turn this situation into something to sell more merch. I also wanted to share a beautiful story from my airplane flight. And this is not humorous. This is just a nice story. I sat, somebody on, I sat next to somebody on the airplane this week, and he told me, a, a beautiful story. He said that he's an Amazon seller, obviously, because he's a from Jill. And he was, it was, you know, COVID time. His Amazon account got shut down or suspended. Why? Because he's an Amazon seller. That's kind of what they do just to make sure that you are uh, staying on top of things. And uh, he did not, he did not stress it, I believe. And he says it was holiday season and things were selling like crazy. All his friends were selling on, on, on Amazon. Their stuff were flying off their shelves like hotcakes. And for two weeks, his account is just suspended. Now, here's the thing. When his account got reinstated, at that point, everybody had, ever, had already sold out through their inventory. So not only was he able to sell his stuff, but he was able to sell it at a much better margin, like like three or four X what he would have sold it before, because during this two-week period, everybody bought and bought, and he was the only one left with inventory. And so the moral of the story is sometimes something, what seems to be negative happens to you, 
And not only is it not negative, but it actually turns out to be a very positive thing for you. Uh, so now, uh, I wanted to share two, uh, two more things. First of all, uh, a friend of mine who suffered a tremendous tragedy asked me about my podcast, hey, when this podcast blows up and becomes really big, like the Schmoll Tenenhaus podcast, are you just going to stop calling me and cut off contact with me in lieu of, or not in lieu, but because of your newfound success? To which I replied to him, hey, listen, most people and this, most of my friends, when I hit 5,000 listeners, I'm going to drop them like a hot potato because I don't need them anymore. I'll have 5,000 listeners. But for you who went through a massive tragedy, I'm going to extend that runway to 10,000 listeners. So everybody will be cut off at five. You get my full attention from five to 10. But then once I hit 10, I know it's a big tragedy, but you know, I got to get on with my career. Now, this leads me to my next topic. This week, I had the incredible opportunity to do a podcast interview with the famous Jewish comedian Modi or Modi Rosenfeld. And I did it because uh, I had seen him at the Jewish Comedy Festival, which I've mentioned a couple of times that was here in South Florida, which is, by the way, traveling across the country. Also, my father at some point in time, like most shluchim, had Modi perform at a shul dinner. Uh, so I reached out and I was able to do this podcast. Now, this podcast, in my opinion, this interview that I did with Modi was a train wreck. And it was a train wreck to the point where imagine trades, trains collide with each other and there's metal and there's things are twisted and the ambulance is there. And then imagine if while that's happening, you know, more cars smash into the train that's kind of what I felt my interview experience was with Modi. Now, I know that a lot of people who are listening to this have their own challenges in life. They're suffering. And so at first I was thinking about not releasing the interview I did with him, but it is so painful and awkward and cringeworthy that I think that if I could bring joy, if my suffering and potentially Modi's suffering, because he, he, I don't think he was enjoying himself either, if that, you know, train wreck of an interview that you'll watch will give you the schadenfreude and you'll feel very happy that somebody else is suffering. Uh, it's, it's all worth it to me. Now, in all fairness, I will say the audio connection was weak um, and that's on me. And Modi's team, when I reached out with him, was uh, very gracious and I, I appreciate them setting up the interview. And uh, lastly, it's very possible, as you will see, that Modi is not familiar with the Shmuel Tenhouse podcast yet and also not familiar with my brand of humor. In any case, enjoy the interview. Have a wonderful Shabbos. And uh, let me know what you think. Hello, and welcome to the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. With me, not physically with me, but here in spirit and also across from me on uh, a Zoom video is, I would say, the most famous and loved Jewish comedian of our time, Modi Rosenfeld. 
Pleasure to be here. Thank you, thank you, Modi, uh, so much for being here. And uh, like I said, I had the opportunity of uh, me and thousands of of other Jews in South Florida had the opportunity to attend the the show in South Florida, which was uh, actually really good. Um, thank you. There was music there. It was lots of lots of comedians. Yeah. And, uh, it was uh, a good. Uh, it felt like hours and hours, but it was good times. It was hours and hours. It was way too long. We was- we learned a lot from that festival, and we streamlined it uh, with the mu- music being much shorter and not the main a main part of the event, and then the comedy uh, giving the comics more time to shine. So when we did the show afterwards in Los Angeles at the Orpheum. Um, which was sold out and it was a it was an a, um, a regular theater, not like where you saw it in Miami at the St. James Theater, which was like a, an arena. Um, it was it was pretty amazing. It was uh, so so the, the festival is only getting better and better and better. Okay, well, I, the festival in Florida was actually South Florida was great as well, and uh, I'm just great. teasing that it was very long, but you know we, it was like a South African uh, South American wedding where they do like breakfast and then they have lunch and and everything like that um so i wanted to ask you a question uh lately i hear uh you're quoting and i just see you quoted around um mashiach energy Mm -hmm. uh any thoughts on doing a mashiach energy drink at some point in time a drink Mashiach energy, like like a guy you see, a guy's like oh, really oh, like not a monster energy drink, a Mashiach energy drink. I, I didn't exactly know. by Modi, but obviously we by Modi. I'm not going to take it for myself. I mean, but we are working on merch right now because it is going a little. Uh, it's getting out there and it's going really good, and um, people love it and they they they're connecting to it in their own ways. And um, I drink, uh, we have uh, hats and gloves, uh, hats and gloves, hats and shirts and, uh, and cups and things like that we're working on right now. And, um, and uh, I don't know about the energy drink, but that's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, just for this idea alone, it was worth uh, doing this podcast for you. That's right. You were like, eh, the interview wasn't bad, but this guy had this idea about a drink. Um, another, you know, you know. I say a lot, Chazde um, Hashem from Shtisel. Okay. You familiar with that term, Chazde Hashem? It's just kind of. I know Chazde Hashem. Like, if push comes to shove, like Mashiach energy versus Chazde Hashem would just get into it. Who do you think would uh, rise to the top? Well, dep- depends how you describe Chazde Hashem, and depends how you describe uh, Mashiach energy. Your definition of Mashiach energy, I guess. Meeting just Chazde Hashem, I think it's 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 Chazde Hashem 2.0. That's what Mashiach Energy seems like. Okay, I think you should probably. I'm sure you might have listeners who don't know what Chazde Hashem is. Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you want to describe that to them? Nah, I mean, most. I I would I would think that most of the people that listen to my podcast are familiar with the terms uh, with Chazde Hashem and with the uh, Mashiach uh, Energy. Um, so I have a bunch more questions, if okay. I may. Go ahead. Um, so I'm curious about comedy because I focus on Jewish comedy. You weren't doing this always full time, right? There was a, a point in your life where you did this more corporate and then kind of you 
you did you, you jumped into this full time so wherever you got yes i began in investment banking and then a year or two in i was imitating the secretaries and my friend said dude on stage so from 1994 to 1999 i was doing both at the same time and since 1999 wow. i've been doing comedy full time incredible so, yeah and when you were starting to dabble into it how how old were you i was 24. okay and then you went full-time five years later 29. yeah incredible like what was the um like the, the turning point where you're like you know what this is uh this is full-time for me no more uh corporate um i just the calendar was so busy i had so much work lined up and i was i was tired of saying no to jobs because I had uh, the other work and um, and everything at work was uh, was le leading me to like, you know, they knew I wanted to leave and they kept asking me to stay and giving me different positions in order to to be able to have more free time. And then finally, at the end, I was just re ready to go and I just took off. Do you it, do you miss do you miss it at all? No. Was, <laughs> OK, yeah. okay. I, can, I can imagine um, then. I also read that uh, you, like me, attended a Chabad yeshiva, but I don't think we uh, were, we're 10 years apart. But which Chabad yeshiva did you attend? I, I attended a, a yeshiva that was, um, I, I went to, to BU, Boston University. And on that campus, there was a Chabad yeshiva, Rabbi Cement, was literally right on South Campus. And I would go to classes there while I was going to BU. And then afterwards, I went to Morristown for a few months afterwards uh, before I started my job. I had a few months off before my job began. So I went to Morristown and picked up a little more uh, uh, Torah knowledge. Very cool. When you say um, job, you mean your corporate job, not comedy? No, the, yeah, the, before I began the corporate job, yeah. Okay, so this is before you were 24. This is after college, 20, 22, 23, yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, I'm listening. I'm paying attention to everything. It doesn't look like it, but I am. I'm siphoning away information. I, I don't care if you are or not. How's that? It's your yeah. podcast. Whether whether you're whether whether you're interested in it or not is up to you. I'm very 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 interested. Are you there? Uh, yes 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 yes. I hear you. Sorry, the audio is okay. cutting out a little bit. Good. The, the audio okay. is cutting out. Sorry. Um, then. Uh, I also see, I lived in Seattle for um, 10 years. When is your Seattle show? It's a very nice place. When is your, when is your Seattle show scheduled? In June. Um, I, I believe, uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but June uh, 1st or, or uh, either Vancouver and then Seattle, but June, June 1st or, 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 or 2nd, I can look it up. Um, the Seattle shows are, uh, I believe we, we, we added a show. So um, the tickets there have sold well and we're looking forward. To, I'm really looking forward to, to that tour. Um, here it is, Vancouver, Seattle. It is the 4th of June. Where, do you know which, do you have the venue? Uh, yes, I do. It is at the Kirkland Performance Center in Kirkland, Kirkland Avenue, Kirkland, uh, Washington. Okay. And uh, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna be. Um, actually, I'm gonna be there June sixth. 
uh, June 4th is, I think, a week, uh, Monday or Tuesday, and I think June 6th is, uh, it is a very beautiful place. I don't know if you've been there before. But June I would, 4th uh, is a Sunday, available okay. good day for all the Jews that are in the area. It's not Shabbos, it's not the week. It's an amazing way to start the week. June 4th in Seattle, uh, uh, Sunday, looking forward to seeing any listeners you have from Seattle there. Yes, that's that's my hometown. So definitely people listen, uh, listen from Seattle. Um, OK, we also, by the way, I think we have a, a, a mutual friend. Uh, do you know uh, Lorne Lieberman from Montreal? Yes, Lorne Lieberman was just at my shows in Montreal. He was sitting front row with his wife. Uh, I just had uh, this past Wednesday, I had two shows in Montreal at the Rialto Theater. And um, uh, it uh, was it was amazing, sold out, and uh, Lonnie was right up front. Okay, uh, I know him. I know him from from friends. From, we have mutual friends, and I heard you mention him on like podcast. I'm like, wow, this is a very uh, small, very small Jewish community. Yeah, um, it's amazing. The the, the 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 Montreal Jewish community is absolutely amazing. Yep. Um, they have also what do they have? Um, they have that comedy laugh central. They have, they have something in the summer there. They have a comedy festival every, every just year. Just for laughs, comedy That's festival. It. Yes, just for laughs. Um, yeah. Are you going to be doing anything with just just for laughs this year? I don't. I'm not sure because I just did those two shows there. So I just sold uh, 1,800 tickets for a show. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to be going back to that festival. And I'm focusing on my on my own festival. I have uh, sure, the exactly. comedy festival which has been super successful and we're doing great. And we just put, put a bunch of dates on the calendars as well uh, that we'll be announcing soon. Um, if they invite me up there, I, I come up, I do the show, I do a gal, I do whatever theme show they have. It's, I've, I've always enjoyed the, 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 the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. It's amazing. Yeah, um, very good energy there. Um, I want to ask you another question. When I was watching you perform with Elon Gold, you guys were talking about anti-Semitism and I don't know if it was your joke or if Elon's joke said, you know, anti-Semitism is real because you guys are doing the Chosen Festival and not the Oscars. And obviously that's a great joke, but I'm curious, despite being Jewish, if you've encountered anti-Semitism performing comedy and just working in Hollywood. I mean, uh, anti-Semitism, I, 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 on, on comments once in a while on, the, on on social media here and there, but nothing. Uh, I've never had anybody scream anything out in the middle of a show or a protest or things of that of that sort. When I comment on anti-Semitism, I'm commenting on anti-Semitism at large, the world in general. Not, not exactly what's happening to me. yeah, at large. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was only asking in reference because again, there was that joke that you guys never hosted the Oscars, but. You know, in every in every joke, I would imagine there's some 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 truth to it. So I was just curious again if you felt it if you felt it actually has ever impeded you. It was more of a segue in fact that he hosted the hot telephone. I hosted the Hatzala telephone. But it's not really an anti-Semitic joke because there's been many many hosts of the Oscars that have been Jewish, many. Billy Crystal, Alan King, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. There's many Jews that have hosted the Oscars. It was it was a segue to get into the joke. 
Sure, sure, sure. I was again. I, I was just curious about it, so that's what I wanted to ask. Um, then um, I have another question. Uh, I also I've read that you um, where you go to shul, you will sometimes be the chazan. Yeah, I the uh, baltfila. I I I'll take the amid uh, once in a while. Um, I used to be the the main guy for the Kolnidris services, but now we've hired somebody, so that pressure isn't on me, and it's much more enjoyable just to sit in the audience. But um, I love to dive, and I, when I go to, when I'm in town for Shabbos, I go to shul, and I'll do Musaf or Shachris or or um, and uh, have a blast. By the way, apologies again for the really um, shitty connection. Um, it really kills some of the timing of the back and forth. Um, when you, I'm, I'm curious when you're doing, um, when you're chazen, do they have to twist twist your arm? And then you're like, okay, I'll do it. Or you're kind of just will go up there right away. No, I don't do that. I don't do that nonsense. When someone, if, if it's a, our shul has like a vibe. It's very... It's not like a regular shul where everybody's sitting there with their suits and hats and miserable and uh, look, you want you want to go up, you want to go up, go da da. da. No, let him. Let that. It's very easy. If if I'm if I'm in the mood, if I have a nice cup of coffee before I come and my voice is in a good place, and he says you want to do musaf, I said sure, I'll be happy to. You know, if yeah, I'm, sure. you know, if but I just had, if I'm exhausted from the week and my I'm, I'm a little sore, sore throat, I won't go up there. But it's. It's it's so much fun to dive and it's so much fun to sing. You know, yeah. um, you know who I'm talking about. I mean, and nobody in particular, but you know, there are certain people who will only go up to be chazan if you really ask them. And it's got to be a lot of people, and there's oh. got to be kind of. But you're not like that. You're saying it's like if there's an opportunity. I mean, if they need you, you just you'll just do it. Yeah, they don't need me. There's a million people there who can dive, and it's an orthodox shul, but. Uh, if I'm in town and, and you know, it's, it's uh, again, it, it's all in a vibe. Our, our shul is very, very vibey. It's not, um, it's not, uh, no, no one has to beg anybody to do anything. Got it. Um, you guys have a, do you have a kiddush club? They do. Yes, they do. They okay. do. I, I don't you participate. I don't, I don't. That's, I'm there. I, I, you know, I don't go to shul every day. So okay. I don't go to the minions. So when I'm there, I want to be in shul. I, I want to hear the Haftorah. I don't want to go down for to drink during the Haftorah. I want to, you know. But they have a very, very nice Kiddush club with the, what's it called? The charcuterie board now has been introduced. Oh, baby. Wow, wow, and, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's a... Uh, that's next level presidential Kiddush. Very, very nice. Um, and people love it. And... It's what brings people in. Some people, that's their thing. I mean, that's what they come for. Some come for kiddush. Some come for, for just whatever they come for. For someone to bring their kids in the afternoon. It's it's a very like I said, a very very vibey show. Got it. Um, yeah, you know the expression JFK, right? So just for kiddush, yeah. Yeah. So now you have people who just come for the presidential kiddush. They won't even stay for the real kiddush because uh, you know. In, in South Florida, are you familiar with Crudo, the fish store? No. So check it out next time you're in Florida. But that, any, that's like the, the Florida equivalent of a charcuterie board where they have all very nice herring and they chop it up very nice. It's on platters. If a guy has a couple extra dollars and he's sponsoring a kiddush, there's going to be Crudo, K-R-U-D-O. Okay. 
you know, you know, for next time. Um, I just have a couple more questions and then I will, I, I will leave you be. Sure. Um, okay. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I'm curious and, uh, and stop me at any point in time in, in terms of level of, of, of firmness here. Yeah. So the next, so the next question is, this is a big one here, a hot piping topic. Do you yeah. wash the pizza? I don't, I'm going to say it right there. Do you wash for pizza? Cause for me, once you cross over for washing for pizza, it, it's a whole different level than non-pizza washers. That's a big question. Um, I don't wash for pizza. Okay. I'm in the same crew. I think it's, uh, it's becoming more of a thing now. People wash for pizza. When I was growing up, nobody would ever dare suggest washing for pizza. Now it's kind of like, it's like a, a logically acceptable. That's kind of the things that people do. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that a horrible thing that that's like a, like a, a topic? It should be what it should be what makes you happy. It should be no, nothing people should do in Jewish religion should be something that they don't look forward to. Do you, do, do you understand what I'm saying to you or no? Nothing, I do you do, nothing you do in the Jewish religion should be. If you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, God, I have to put on tefillin today. How miserable is that? Then maybe take a part of your davening out. Maybe just put on the tefillin, say Shema, and then you know it's only a five-minute event in your life, not standing there and doing a mita and, and just, just try to get through it. You, know, you should, never, should never have to... Whatever you're doing in Judaism, you should never be upset that you have to do it or not look forward to it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Absolutely. If you're going to shul and you hate chakras and mosab, go just for the kiddush. Go just for the kiddush. If it if it's if you hate Davin, if you if you're going to pizza place and now I gotta think, oh, I'm gonna wash and I have to bench and I have to then don't go. Also, you have to get you have to get oh, my from a different if table. At, what, if, 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 if at some point you feel, you know what? Wow, what a pizza. I'm gonna bench this pizza. I had such a great a pizza. If you go to the bathroom and you take a crazy, amazing movement and you come out of there wow do you want to say ashayatsa it's a, you should have to want to do it you should have to it, it don't it, it, nothing in the religion should be something that you so much don't look forward to it should be a spiritual connection to everything you do it shouldn't be an autopilot it should, should shouldn't be a uh, a burden to you it should it should all be just for the purpose of of becoming a better person so if you're Absolutely. sitting there, if you're sitting there thinking, I'm gonna wash for pizza, you didn't wash, you didn't wash, you're a guy. You if, if washing, it should be your own thing. The whole world doesn't know if you're washing or not washing for your pizza. It's your relationship with you and the tools of the religion. Washing, tefillin, talis, davening are all tools that the religion has given us in order to be better people. And you should either enjoy, if you don't look forward to doing them or don't think they're going to help you be a better person, don't do it, period. How's that? That, that, that is very much on point. Yeah. Again, like I said, like I'm from the, um, the non-pizza washing, but, uh, you know, because I, I, I agree with you. It, it's, it's, it's very much of a burden. Plus you have the gluten and you have the cheese, which all add on top of that. And those are other, uh, other reasons why not to... Uh, why not to uh, wash or bench or even involve yourself whatsoever with it? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, let me see if I have any more. Oh, last question. Yes. This is about Kanye. Okay. Do you think some of his hatred comes from potentially his jealousy of Nissen Black? Uh, no. I, I have a feeling he might not even know who Nissen Black is. You're kidding me. Yeah. I can almost, um, if I had to put money down, whether Kanye- Do you think he was or, scrolling through his feed and he's like, now the Jews are trying to take rap from us now too? And then he just lost it? No, I think it's, uh, I, I doubt he, I, 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 are these questions, questions, or are you just trying to do shtick here? I don't know. I'm, it's so insane. I don't, when my manager books these podcasts, I never know, I, you know, they usually give me a chana, what's going on, who the guy, what it is. What it, and I didn't, I didn't know that you're trying to do shtick here. Not, not, you're setting, you're basically setting me up so that you can do your joke. So the pizza, are you watching for pizza was a way for you to get out your taglines of it's got gluten in it and I shouldn't watch if it's got gluten in it. Is that what you want? You want to bounce ideas off of me? Is, is that, we, we'll do that. That's, that's, then at least I know what we're doing here. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's important as, as you know, a from entertainer for people to, to know the, the stance on, 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 on pizza washing on, on this podcast. I try not to focus really on anything serious. Okay. I don't talk politics. I don't really talk, talk religious dogma. Anything I do talk about is completely in jest. Um, good, good. Okay, I don't so take that's... really, I don't take myself seriously. I don't take the topic good. seriously. Uh, the only thing I really try to be take seriously is, just having a, a light conversation where people will walk out learning nothing, but potentially smiling one or two times. And it's, it's background feeder for what they're doing and potentially maybe they're living, uh, you know, a, a challenging from life and they're, 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 and they're davening like that. And then they can listen to this podcast and, and, and then they, they can feel better. I mean, that's what the podcast should be for. It should be a way for people to just numb their brains for, for whatever is a half hour or so. That's what I, I, I have a podcast. And the most amazing things I get feedback is, is that it's just, this is what I listen to on my way to work um, or when I walk my dog. It's just a moment where I don't have to think about all the craziness I'm going through. We have a few laughs with you guys. We we you know that's 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 what it is that's that's just to give them a little bit of just calmness a little bit of that that's what this should be about absolutely so yeah that's all uh and and i i didn't mean to, to, to rile you up there you know these are i these are just you know i'm talking about what is the shalachmanis hall if shalachmanis was down this year versus last year and got fewer bottles of wine hacks at the shabbos table but there's really nothing uh uh, of substance here that, that that really matter other than you know it's uh, basically you're like you're, you're like friends of mine who have premises for jokes and they always text them to me but you went one level more and you made a podcast out of it Am well I, right? I have i have lot i do a podcast i don't know every week maybe every 10 yeah, days well. i'm doing it for for a year now so i have 34 or 35 episodes so uh and and it's not me talking to right. somebody. It's, yeah, and it's usually it's not me talking to somebody. It's usually just uh, 
riffing on what's going on in the Jewish community and and things like that, like uh, with you, an you angle. Just go on and riff on your own without without a guest. <laughs> all the time, all the time. I can't. Well, it is crazy because you can't really. It's deadpan enough, but you can't really tell what the response is like. You can't really hear if anybody's laughing or if they think it's, it's like serious. It's like the Zoom shows when we were doing the Zoom shows and you were doing a show for thousands of people sometimes and you don't get the feedback. It's crazy because you yeah. never really know. Um, yeah. I am starting to do, um, I'm doing um, improv at uh, Dania Point. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, it's a cute club there. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it there, and uh, I was very big on YouTube uh, back in back in the day, and kind of much more on the introverted side. But I love the podcasting because it's just audio, and I find also there's just a level of intimacy where you're literally just in somebody's ears, and I don't know, it's just it's just a nice experience, an opportunity for me uh, to meet people. But no, I was not trying to run joke. If I wanted to riff jokes off of you, I would do like a, a meet and greet, like some people do to you, where they come and meet you, and then they have a, a series of jokes uh, that they want to run by you. Yes, that's that's happened. Um, uh, but yeah, so you should. You should I, I wish you had stuck with your comedy. Have fun with that. That's great. I'm gonna gonna have it's, it's different than just telling the jokes on your own podcast. No, I know, I know. It's. I, I would hope that there's a, a more enjoyable aspect uh, of of it though, where it's it's the live feedback. Podcast is nice because I hear from people, they really like it and whatever, and they're texting me at odd times. But the fact that, you know, there's one guy laughing in Philadelphia and another guy scratching his tochus in California and he's listening, yeah. it doesn't really give the the excitement, the enthusiasm of what's going on. So that's missing a little bit, but uh, we'll, so do, we'll do it. It's the opposite. You know, when you do a comedy show, they're all there. We're in one group of people. That's Mashiach energy, the laughter and the, the, the excitement for one hour. You really have Mashiach energy. People are all laughing at the same. The Jews, the non-Jews, the 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 anybody that's coming there, it's just it's, you have a full hour of all. But when you do the podcast, it's people from all over the world send you their opinions and it's it's ufaratsta. It's unbelievable. You're spreading out all over the world, and it's um, and it's it's amazing. It's so great. It's it's really a blessing. Social media and and this this kind of these meetings are 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 that's mashiach energy, but it could also be used for bad energy too. But you know, okay, you're not well, talking about. When you say bad energy, you're not talking about me, right? Because you were looking right at me. No, I'm talking about it's how you use it. It's an it's an everything is an energy. So the social media, this technology that we have here, it is two Jews talking, having a good time. Maybe somebody else has just had a bad day and just wants to turn their head off, but they might listen to this conversation. Or instead of uh, instead of googling Purim, what do I do for Purim? It comes out. What do I do for porn? And you have that energy in it. You understand? Yes. Money, money. You have money. You, you, you're using it for tzedakah. You're using it to help some Chabad house make Pesach. Or are you using it to start a nuclear war? Everything is an energy. So it, it's just how you use it. But the, this energy of, of that we can sit here and talk. I don't have to be in Florida. You, you're there. You know. When is your next show, by the way, in Florida? I know you were down a couple of times recently. I have a I have a Florida gig for, for Passover, but that's not an open uh, that's not an open uh, show. That's I that's we, for the, just for the privileged. 
Yeah, we love we love uh, Florida and we love it in January, February and March. And so that's when we book most of our theaters and comedy clubs. And this year was everything. This was theaters, comedy clubs, synagogues, country clubs. These insanely rich communities uh, have their theater. I performed in two of those that were insane, beautiful shows. And where was uh, the nicest theater? Um, the nicest theater. I, I I really enjoyed the Aventura Performance Center. I was just there. I went so for nice. a Amatis Amatisio show. It's good, a small, int intimate setting. Yeah, three hundred sixty or something. Really good. I was just there. They have outdoor seating with the water. A yeah, bar. I don't know that, but I I know they have a theater with the seating inside, and that's where we did the shows. And we booked already, I think, two shows for next year. It's not live yet, the links, but we have the dates on the books. And uh, there might be more there. And um, I don't know. There's just so many. There were so many shows we did this this January and February. Uh, I mean, wow. So what a community down there. What a... Aventura is like, it's it's un unbelievable. And then South Florida, Boca... And, uh, it's great, and and the so and the the black box, um, black box comedy club, which was amazing too. And um, where's that? A lot of fun. It's in where's Boca. Okay, cool. The Boca black box. The I'm Boca. working my way north. I'm starting with Dania Point, then I'm gonna go further north. Yeah. Okay, people go from, I did Palm Beach. Palm Beach was amazing too. There's an improv in Palm Beach, 500 seats. We sold it out. It was so much fun. And no one there was from Palm Beach. They were all from Boca. Um, but it was it was fun. Florida is a vibe. Florida is a Jewish homeland. That's for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, ben Shapiro lives in um, Boca. I don't Good. know if he was at your. I, I don't know if he was at your show, but um, I, I, I don't, don't know. Think so. I, don't I think just he... I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't even know him. I'm name dropping. Yeah. Just, you know, he lives. Uh, yeah. At, I know somebody. You know somebody. Who knows that he moved to Mocha? Right. Um, okay. Anyways, thank you so much, Modi. My pleasure. Great speaking with you. I wish you much luck with your uh, with your comedy and your and your podcast. And Amen. Thank, thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. I'm gonna That's I'm gonna amazing. pause it.